Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we are discussing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. The ending of the trilogy is here, and we are talking about it, and we are crying about it, and we are consoling ourselves with each other. All that mm-hmm. and more is that we have no control over. It can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children busy, challenged, and off their screens. But KiwiCo does the legwork for you, so you can spend quality time tackling projects together that keep your kid interacting with the world in fun, enriching, and engaging ways. Each month, KiwiCo delivers crates packed with fun that spark creativity with kid-friendly topics and activities. The crates cover tons of interesting topics and provide real, hands-on skills for kids to explore. From engineering robots to learning about the science of cooking, there's something for every kid, from infants and preschoolers to teens and beyond. I told you guys about Skylar building a kinetic light-up Bluetooth speaker from her first KiwiCo crate, and what's amazing is a month later, she is still using it daily to play music. I love that she had a great confidence-building activity, and now she has this useful, tangible reminder of what she can do. You gotta try KiwiCo. There's no commitment, so you can pause or cancel any time. So what do you have to lose? Redefine learning with play. Explore hands-on projects that build creative confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month, plus free shipping on any crate line at KiwiCo.com MCU. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com MCU. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. And I'm Ashley Coffin. And she's actually crying. We're here for you. We're here for it's you, my It's happened. Friend. It's finally happened. Ashley yeah. wept with us. Mm-hmm. I've been crying for four hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that oh, sounds man. like me after Endgame. Right. Mm. <sighs> during Endgame. Yeah, during, Endgame <laughs> still gets me every time. Every time. Nothing has ever gotten me like this did. Yeah, I, I imagine that's true. Me and you've talked a lot about a lot of movies, and uh, animal animals getting harmed is always something that really bothers you. And so was, we were talking about it when we saw the trailer that this was going to be bad, a bad situation for you. I thought, uh, well, I guess, I guess, uh, spoiler free. Spoiler free. What did you guys think? Spoiler free at the beginning. I yeah. not only did I love this, but it also felt like the end. This was the mm. last yeah. of our Infinity Saga characters. It was the last movie that really felt like something. Like I have, I have enjoyed all the mov- like movies we've seen since this. Multiverse of Madness is my favorite, but this mm-hmm. is right there behind it, past everything we've seen because it just felt like home. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. It felt it felt so much like the first Guardians movie all over again. But while also being a continuation of the arc that we've seen, and also bringing something kind of fresh and a, a mm-hmm. new idea, and it was it was a lot of fun, and we got to see some great moments that that were kind of unexpected, I guess, out of some characters who were like, you know, because everybody's like, oh, Drax is just comic relief at this point," but like, no, he had a he had a whole Not thing. In this one, he had mm-hmm. a whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's some really great moments in this. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to say things without giving anything away. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's tough. It's tough. It's always tough. Best I got is Drax had a whole thing. <laughs> I cried. And <laughs> <laughs> they did a good job of serving all of the um, characters, I think. Like every character really had something to do and it gave them connectivity and like, like you know, left them all in cool, interesting ways um and so like i you know i'm 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 happy with it as a resolution for guardians and um you know and poten- lots of potential things for the future of of these characters uh if they made it um <laughs> it really felt like an end and so many things i don't know they just don't yeah uh this felt more like an end than uh thor love and thunder there was just oh for sure something uh, james gunn just knows what to do and i think it's such a loss like it's not a loss i'm excited to see what he does with dc but like to lose him for marvel and i don't know this it really did feel like an ending and it should be it's been so long yeah we've been so blessed (laughs) (laughs) hashtag blessed i liked this movie a lot but one thing that i realized watching it was how much of James Gunn's humor relies on dumb characters saying dumb things. And <laughs> say it, it, so much of his humor is dumb characters saying dumb things, or at least dumb, they're, they're like have different types of intelligence. And then it made me think about all of his other things, like uh, all of his other properties, like uh, Peacemaker. And uh, it, it's kind of the same, that same thing. He, he relies on that heavily. And the other thing is, people saying one or two too many things than they would normally in a in a show normally it would be a little quippy and they'd be done in james gunn things they always like it's like they let the take roll a minute and they let the actors improvise things like no i didn't or whatever and sometimes it's a little like it's just more responses than you would normally get in a thing And and i and i think it's a lot of fun i love it but it actually i was thinking about that and dc and i was like him taking over the whole thing. I was like, I love this for Guardians, and I love it for Peacemaker, I loved it for <laughs> Suicide Squad, but I'm worried if that sort of James Gunn sauce gets on everything in the whole studio at DC, it could Just get old. Bog it down. Yeah, yeah. It, it could get a little old if like you always rely on a character saying a dumb thing to like the, for the humor to land there. But I don't know. I don't this know. is Because you know what? When I watch this and I think about Taika... Taika has his own way of doing things and it hits or it doesn't where I feel like most of James Gunn's stuff really hits. Yeah. Yeah. They're very different. And I prefer, like, I do feel like I'm more partial to James Gunn's way of doing it. Yeah. Cause this movie just, it felt so solid. Yeah. I've said it a million times, but the difference between Taika and James Gunn to me is that James Gunn knows how to shift gears. And I feel like yeah. Taika doesn't. And this movie does a great job of having like really touching moments and really funny moments and re- some really great surprises and some epic and things. Really that- gross moments. <laughs> oh, some so gross yeah, moments. Can we get can we move out of <laughs> yeah, can yeah, we yeah, get yeah, to for spoilers? Sure. For sure. Jeff? Uh sure. sure let's sure, let's get into sure. spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Uh go away if you don't want to be spoiled. Two, what, so yeah, ready, Jeff. Three, two, one. Nobody died. Nobody yeah. died. Nobody, Nobody died. died. We we were a hundred percent right that them being in all those little colored outfits was them trying to save Rocket. Like, there's a couple things that we were dead on about. Right. Yeah. But there was a couple we weren't. 
Yeah. <sighs> well, that... and that not being one of the things we, th- I thought the reason I had that theory when we were talking about it was I thought that was that was them shrunk down on on rocket because it looked like a organic oh, yeah. thing they were climbing on. That's where it that theory came from. It was an organic thing they were climbing. It on. was, but it was a and huge. It was so thing. gross. It was so gross. <laughs> Okay. I was so I was so just like grossed out skin crawling the entire mm-hmm. time they were on the flesh station. <laughs> I'm just so happy Ugh. Nathan Fillion got to be in the movies instead of yeah. just being a CGI monster. I was so happy to see him. Yeah, yeah. he was awesome. <laughs> they put him in that gross suit. Yeah, that suit that he had that was <laughs> it just looks so gross. I was if you guys have never seen the horror movie Society, that's exactly what that looked like. It's called shunting. It's gross. Mm. <laughs> no, I have not. Uh, I have not seen that. But yeah, no, it, it's great. Uh, so many weird things. But yeah, I, I was actually taken aback a little bit by how gross they got. Not only just like sort of the weird grossness of some of those moments, but also, I mean. The the biggest one being the the end for the high evolutionary and him sitting there faceless and still Ugh. talking and stuff. I'm so glad we got well, when Rocket was doing that to him. I was like, I want to see it. He was like, yes. Yeah. I was like, He's yeah, got him. Beating the shit out of him. Like, oh, show me, show me that scene. Like, I don't even know where to start. Like that that scene. I had to leave after that scene. Oh god, yeah. When Layla did it, I walked out of there and some guy who was like. Uh, a worker there was watching but not in a view that you could see while going out of the movie theaters and I almost slammed right into him and I just have tears coming down my face. I was like, ah! excuse me. I need to go to the bathroom and cry. Mm-hmm. And come back with toilet paper that dis- disintegrated into nothing because <laughs> I cried so much. That was the hardest scene in the whole movie. Oh, yeah. For sure. That, For sure. So many of their scenes the of the the uh, group, what what was it? Group eighty nine, not group, but the batch, batch, batch eighty nine. Yeah, uh, when those four were sitting there, like when they were laying on the ground, and the view from above had the bars separating them, but their mm-hmm. heads, like they were in a cross pattern. They're like the bars were separating them, but they were still together, and they were saying, "It's so great! It's so great to have friends." I was like, "Ah, oh, my, ah, mm-hmm. my heart!" I couldn't even look at the bunny. Like I couldn't. The whole floor. Thing was, yeah. The mouth just being gone. Like it was. I don't know. Everybody, make sure you use products that are cruelty free. Like yeah, we we can't keep doing this to these animals. Yeah. That, you want you want to know what annoys me though? <laughs> the, the the one thing that got me, uh, that that bothered me about the, like probably you know maybe there'll be other things I think of but like this. <laughs> So the whole movie, like, is the big thing that happens at the end for Rocket is he decides, no, we're not just going to save the, uh, like, higher life forms. We're going to save them all. And we he does all that, and they rush out with all those animals and, like, real nose art style. I, I loved <laughs> it. I loved it so much. Uh, but then they set him up for a big battle at the end, and, like, the group ran away, and they got ready to fight off something. And it was like... It looked like a herd of animals. It wasn't, they weren't, they didn't look like they were like a sentient population coming after them, right? Am I wrong on that? Yeah. No, that, that, that's absolutely right. It looked like just a, a herd of animals that was stampeding. Yeah. And the what? people in the town couldn't defend themselves. Yeah. It feels really stupid to have that be the thing 
when so the like, whole do you movie care about animals or not yeah Rocket. the whole movie is like I Rocket know. and then Rocket's like well we gotta protect these people it it just felt weird it felt like like you could have made any other decision make it a villain make it make it some like you know obscure villain from marvel comics or something but that really bothered me as like the last moment because i was like <laughs> what the hell we just had this whole revelation about protecting the animals and you're just going to kill a bunch of animals as your next job like i don't know it, build was, a fence was... man <laughs> The intel that Rocket gave him gave him the ability to control the animals and to be able to conjoin them into the killing machines and like mindless killing machines, which is kind of what they made them, which is what took over uh, the skull. Like it was obviously like animal hybrids that were taking over at the end, like their little army. At the end, I just thought it looked like animals that were, uh, didn't look like hybrids to me. It looked like like upgraded or loney, like the, the critters that group hates because they looked at him weird <laughs> oh were they upgraded see it was a quick shot i, I didn't see that they were i thought it was just like I mean, animals running I, I no they all had it, like a mechanical part okay okay <laughs> they, yeah they looked like they had been upgraded but i mean it's still weird for it to be animals of any sort because yeah. like rocket just went through that like it could have been it could have been uh a Kang variant, yeah, or absolutely, it could have been, it could have been um, Galactus, Scroll, Scroll Army, Galactus. Yeah, it could, could have been, been anything. Hell, it could have been a, a wave of um, but that would like, have taken away from the story. This is an the incursion story. Well, well, I like, feel like this it, took more away from end, the story. You know what I mean? At the very end, know. though, that that pretty easily sets up, like like they did in uh, Ragnarok, when you know, right at the end of Ragnarok, the uh, Sanctuary 2 shows up and it's like oh shit mm. Thanos is coming like this is how Thanos gets introduced to Thor so like this could have been how an incursion or Kang or whatever gets introduced to the Guardians but no just just bad gazelle yeah it looks like just <laughs> bad gazelles coming um the, okay another thing that annoyed me I'm sorry to say things, these things annoyed me I, I try I always like to stay positive at the top but these things popped into my head uh, that they didn't kill the high evolutionary. They killed so many people that were servants of the high evolutionary or like slaves of the high evolutionary. You know what I mean? They killed yeah. they killed everyone on the way to the high evolutionary, but then they did that thing where like he's like, I'm not gonna kill him because I'm a guardian of the galaxy. It's like <laughs> what? That's but I can one. let him but I can let him die as the ship explodes. Yeah, exactly. Well, or does he? Or, or the, the, I was wondering why they didn't kill him, and I'm like, is it because Marvel wants he's to dead. use him in the future? You think? No, I gone. believe he's dead. Yeah, when they ripped his face off, I think that was kind of it. They kept him around for us to show the Hannibal Lecter of it all. <laughs> I, I'm surprised somebody didn't make the joke in there where, uh, where Quill's like repeatedly going, it's a face-off, it's a face-off. And then, like, face Drax, yeah, oh, Drax yeah. said his face came off. I was like, Drax, is the perfect time to be like, look, you're right, Peter. You were his right, Quill. It is a face-off. Off. It is a face-off. I wonder if that line was in there. Or they had a joke like that, but it took away from the seriousness of the moment or something. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that that, like, I just don't understand why they didn't kill him. It really, like, he is, his living. I mean, he died right after when. We're, it's, we I mean, think we're, sh- we're assuming we are assuming he he's the high evolutionary. I think it it's- was just to show, you know, for like this was a rocket movie, and I I've always joked that 
of all the characters in the MCU, the MCU character I am is Rocket. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not for Joked. nothing. Like he is my favorite. And I was honestly a little sad like when I saw that he was gonna be out for the beginning because he's such a comic relief. Like mm-hmm. he's so funny. And I was like, oh no, he's down and out. And not only was he down and out, then we got that whole backstory. And I was like, oh, you're down and out. I'm gonna make me sob for the next hour and 45 <laughs> minutes until you wake back up. Um I just it was really Oh god. <sighs> Yeah. And then when he did, when when he did, and Mantis was like, Rocket, we love you and are glad you are okay. And then mm. he, he immediately was like, well, that's, the, that's you being stupid, isn't it? Uh, my favorite <laughs> line is at the end when they're like, we're the Guardians of the Galaxy. We don't leave. He's like, no, we're the Guardians of the Galaxy. We definitely leave. Yeah. <laughs> Rocket. Our thing is leaving. They're arguing about whether they should go in or not. And then Rocket's just like, no, I'm going in. Like, I don't, I don't know what everybody else is doing, but this is what I'm doing. I, ha- I have to stop running. I'm going in. And I loved how they all just fell in behind him. It was just like, of course they're going to go with him. Of course they're going to fight beside him. <laughs> like, yeah. They can argue about what the smart thing to do is, but if, if Rocket's going in, they're going in. And it was, that was my fav- my, probably my favorite moment in the whole movie. We honestly. had, what, I loved it. three oh. slow-motion group shots? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. at least three. Yeah, we yeah, talked so, so much about what, why was, uh, and they they said to the kind of serious music in the trailer. So we're talking about how like, well, it looks like Peter Quill gets hurt at some point. No, he was just passed out drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and I get it. Yeah, it was, it was very it. funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so hard to figure out where to start and where to talk about because there's just so many like branches, like Peter Quill going yeah. home. Yep. Yeah, it Peter feels like a Quill huge movie. Broke, Chris Pratt broke my heart into a million pieces with his acting during this. When he started hysterically crying about Rocket, yeah, like the no, no, I, that, oh, and that's when and then, I looked over at Katie who came to see it with it. That's when she started crying, and that's when I gave her a square of toilet paper. And then just looking dead ass at Gamora and said, "No, I'm not giving up on him." Mm-hmm. Ugh. <sighs> Ugh. Yeah. It's so and good. Broke my heart. And the the way that Gamora was, you know, arguing like you, um, you can't, like we can't do this. You know, we have to give up. He's lost. And like, why? You know, why can't you? Why can't you drop me off first? And she was like, "I'm family." And the Nebula says, "So is he." Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I Learn about it. it. The growth oh. of Nebula. I, 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 Nebula's one of my favorite characters now, and I've always liked her. But like, and I love Karen Gillan. Uh, but her arc and her growth has been so believable. And like the, I love that. Like when I think about her arc and like when the change happened, she was on the ship with Tony. Yeah. Yep. Well, where'd she get that arm from? Did she have that arm in the uh, Christmas special? No. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had, thought so. She had. She had. Uh, it looks like just a fiber mesh sleeve that they put on her arm. Okay. I mean, it honestly, it looks like they're just getting lazier and lazier with her makeup. They're just like <laughs> uh, she. She made some modifications to look more like a real person. We don't have to put the eye on her because, like, her not having the mechanical part around her left eye bugged me. It bugged me so bad. Oh. Um, well, maybe I was like, it's inconsistent. <laughs> Well, she she gets uh, she gets upgrades all the time. Yeah, she gets upgrades, and she said, you know, the the arm was an upgrade from Rocket. 
Mm. So, like, that's pretty cool. <gasps> it looked like a destroyer arm. Uh, yeah, for, for, yeah, it really did. Like that, it looked like a, the weapon they that she uses first in the movie. It looked like legitimately like it was a destroyer based arm, but I, I don't think it was after we saw all the stuff that it did. Yeah, I I love that it was just like the the Swiss Army knife of mm-hmm. the Guardians team. Yeah, like okay, we need to steer a ship where all of the controls have been blasted away. <laughs> Let me separate my arm into tentacles so I can steer. Yeah. The ship. I need to access. Uh, I need to access <laughs> whatever the, works. You know this computer terminal. Let me plug into it real quick and scan it with my eyes. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, this she's like the wizard of the Guardians team. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but not the warlock. The warlock, was, but not the warlock. Was Adam, uh, what what did you guys think of uh, Adam Warlock? So I didn't understand why they casted the guy they did until I realized that the character was supposed to be a doofus. Mm-hmm. And then I was totally fine with it because that guy is hilarious. He is. Yep. And he was perfectly fine as doofus Adam Warlock. He was such a great doofus. He was so and, good. And I love that they they they, <laughs> they explained it with, with Aisha saying, you opened his birthing pod too early. Mm-hmm. He's still a <laughs> like, child. He's still a child. <laughs> too soon. You opened it too soon. And when, when Gamora's like, stand down where this weird thing gets it. And he's like, don't be rash now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that. Calm down. Enough things have been hurt in this movie. I was like, put that knife down, girl. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, it's so funny. I really didn't like when he ripped the pig's head off. I really, really mm. didn't like it. I'm not going to lie, I thought that Peter Quill was absolutely dead, and I thought they were going for it, especially when his face got all blown out. Yeah, for whatever sure. Space. Well, I was like, we're doing it, we're doing it, they're going to kill Peter Quill. And then for I'm, it to be Adam Warlock to bring him back, I was like, I love this so much. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I, I definitely thought they were going for it, for a second. And then when his face got all bloated, and like... It was like ugly, <laughs> like they they made him ugly. I was like, oh no, they're gonna save him. They're they're gonna save him. Somebody's oh, gonna save him. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. No. Well, because like Yondu died in the same way, right? Like he decompressed in space, but his face but he didn't. didn't <laughs> yeah, he didn't like blow out. They kept him pretty. Yeah. You know? He got the face of an angel. Like he got to stay normal looking while he decompressed. When I saw him decompressing and like getting all expanded, I was like, he's gone. Like he's already he's gone. gone. Like I thought for sure they're, yeah. they're, that he is dead, but you're right. You're right. I thought it was very, um, I thought it was like James Gunn almost making a joke out of it. Like, Oh no, he's dead. Look at his body. It is bloated. Like it is clearly expanded Done. from whatever, you know, the vacuum of space. Uh, yep. Crazy, man. I mean, and it would have been so perfect for him, too. Especially, like, that's how Yondu died. And so he would go out doing the same thing for his, for his people, like, trying to save but his friends. But he didn't friends. get the AirPod back. He did. The what? The Zoom? The Air... Yeah, well, if he had died out there, it would have been for nothing. Because he wouldn't have been able to give Rocket the... I, yeah. Oh, yeah. He wouldn't. Or, have, he wouldn't have been able to give him the zoom. Yeah. It, the it, zoom. It, it, when it fo- when it zoomed in on the zoom and he's like holding it, it while he's. In. We assumed he the was zoom. dead. Yeah. When they zoomed in. Um. I didn't have one. Oh, rich. <laughs> <laughs> uh. When they zoomed in on it, 
I was like, man, that like really is like trivializing his sacrifice in a way. Like, like I'm like, man, he really did just go back for a music player and die for it, didn't he? Like I was like, <laughs> this is terrible. This is a terrible way for Peter Quill to go out. But he's done it's it. Also f- it's not yeah. though. It wouldn't have been. Yeah, that's sure. that's what they did in the on the kiln. Exactly. No, no, it's 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 in his character, but it's a terrible way to go out. Like. <laughs> I kind of want when I saw him drop the Zune, I kind of wanted him to like make the decision not to go back for it because like see his friends and then see the Zune and be like, like like he's he's grown past the need to like hold on to his mother's uh, and Yondu. Like it's like he now has the a Rocket family. Loves it so much. He does. Well, they, I, th- I assume they yeah. they have a clone of it on the Ravager ship now. Like it's just a piece of player i guess like it's literally just useless hardware at this point i really appreciated the music in this one all that mm-hmm. early 90s stuff oh my gosh oh yeah it was amazing s- starting off with acoustic creep yeah like oh creep is one of my favorite songs creep is one of my favorite songs of all time and i i play it all the time at shows i love it it's it's such a good song and now I'm gonna have a hard time singing it without thinking about Rocket, and I'm just—it's gonna be like a hard, uh, a hard song to sing for a whole different I reason just keep now. Crying, I'm not even <laughs> upset anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ash! Ashley does have a heart. Listen, listen it's, to her, everybody. <laughs> she didn't want to show you Supreme all. Supreme Leader's heart you. shows forth on May the Fourth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. May the Fourth be with. Comes forth, and yeah. also with you. <laughs> it was yeah. <sighs> that was rough, man. It was a rough one. I I love that Peter and Gamora didn't actually get together, and I love that. I I didn't know what they were doing with that whole Peter and Nebula thing, but I'm glad that, that was like a ew. No, absolutely not mm-hmm. from her side. But I do like that they didn't have them get back together. But I loved the procession of where their relationship has gotten to. Like, I bet we were fun. Yeah. yeah, baby oh. girl, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yep. oh. that scene was that and that it, was heartbreaking for it's me. Hard oh, with them like facing opposite directions. It was just directed beautifully and acted beautifully and really just wonderful. Oh, yeah, and then getting to see her like see the the absolute joy on her face when she got back to the Ravager found family and like they were and all they were so her. happy She's, to oh, see her. It was, yeah, yeah, it was so heartwarming. What I really loved about Gamora is they did a lot of character work with her without really doing it. Um, <laughs> like, like it wasn't expositional. What am I? I don't know what I'm saying. It wasn't like expositional. Like they didn't say it out loud, but you got this yeah. sense that like part of the reason she's so resistant to Peter Quill and the Guardians is because she, she doesn't know them. Well, no, it's not just that though. Like I, I, I felt strongly this anyway. Like she feels like she's being compared to the Gamora who did all the all those good things. Like yeah. he, he he at one point told her like no you you gate you beat Thanos or like you, you left Thanos. You ran with us. We saved the galaxy together. And she's like, I didn't do any of that stuff. And it's like this thing of like if I'm with these people, I'm always being compared to this version of myself that I didn't get to be. And I didn't get to Aww. do these things. And so I, I, sad. Yeah, but then at the end, when she goes back to her other found family, and you realize that she like has really found a home with the Ravagers. It's not like it kind of seemed like this dark, like oh, she's like a pirate or whatever. Like she's sort of like a dark version of herself at first. But then at the end, when like they hug her and everything, when she gets back to the Ravagers, yeah. it's like oh, 
They love her just the way she is. She's Gamora not being compared to anything. the supreme leader in every group she's in. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. But it is hard to see this Gamora. Like, it, yeah. I, I liked going through the emotions with Peter. Like, you're, you don't understand who you were to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what you did, like, the... The life that we live, but but like that's not that's not fair of him to her. That's not fair to her for no. him to say like this is who I expect you to be because that's who you that's who the future you multiverse hopping mm-hmm. was like that's who you were. That's not who she is. So right, kind of the same way that the the high evolutionary couldn't accept Rocket because he wasn't that perfect being or whatever he was still the only one that was capable of invention. Like you got to accept that one for who it is. Mm-hmm. You got to accept Gamora for who she is. Like there were, yeah. there was like a, a, a gentle parallel there. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's a parallel throughout the whole movie and maybe even the whole franchise about like accepting people for who they are and not like yeah. for yeah. who you want them to be. Yeah. Thanos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Katie brought up a really good point and I was waiting. We were, we were kind of waiting for it in, in the movie for rocket to be, to be like, you know, I am just a smart raccoon. Cause the guy was like, why do you know this or that? And we never got an answer to why rocket knew the equations or this and that was smarter yeah. than the other things. We never got an answer for that. And, uh, when Katie said it, it's like, yeah, I kind of wanted that moment where Rocket was like, it's just me. It's not you. It's not any of the stuff you did. I'm just a smart raccoon. Mm. Yeah. But uh, we never got like why Rocket was was smarter than your average raccoon. Raccoons are like incredibly intelligent in the they wild. Have little like, they little hands. Will, mm. They will get into anything. They will absolutely get into <laughs> anything. So like... The fact that it was a raccoon that figured out the thing, because, you know, you give this raccoon a bunch of extra intelligence and, like, teach him advanced, like, physics and genetic and, like, all of these sciences, like, you teach him all these things, like, yeah, he's gonna get better! He's gonna absolutely get better! Yeah, well, and it's, I, although they didn't have that, and I do, I would have liked that, I, that moment, I think. Uh, although they didn't have that, they did have him embracing his raccoon... Origins. I'm Rocket Raccoon. Oh, that's right. And my theater Rocket went Raccoon. fucking batshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got our first F word. Congratulations, Chris Pratt. I yep. think I would be very honored <laughs> yeah. to be the first one to get to drop an F bomb in the MCU. Open the fucking door. Open the fucking door. <laughs> that was the news I didn't tell you last week. I said there's a piece of news, but it's kind of spoilery. I knew. Oh, you already knew? Oh. Ah, uh, I thought it would be a nice surprise. He talked about it on Kimmel. Yeah. No, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. It was very surprising. Of all surprising. the people, Chris Pratt, he can be so problematic, but every time he's on screen, I'm so in love with him. Same. People don't like Star Wars. I was so in love with him this entire movie. I loved yeah. the brown hair. I loved everything he was doing. He was, this is set better than the second movie, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that all of the characters from her grounded, especially Star-Lord, because in the second one, you have to deal with all your dad's stuff and you're being a little extra, whatever, Chris mm-hmm, Pratt. Mm-hmm. But this one was, it was a lot of like acting. And they went there yeah. like, this was very heavy. I'm not a mother, but I don't know. 
you know, showing this to kids and all the animal stuff. I think it's important yeah. that kids know, like, the, but they, they're not going to be like, oh, this is an allergy for hairspray in their face or, mm. you know, whatever else that we test on animals for. This is a heavy movie for your kids. It's really heavy. Yeah. I, I was watching and I was like, yeah, there's a few. I mean, when the pig gets its head ripped off and when the high evolutionary shows, showing without a face. Groot like, gets his head ripped off. Yeah, 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 he <laughs> does. Little spider Groot. Spider Groot. What about Kaiju Groot, guys? Kaiju Groot. <laughs> oh, my God. When, when she he... says full Kaiju. And full he's Kaiju. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and Peter's like, no, not full Kaiju. Yes, Kaiju. <laughs> oh, Groot with all the guns. Oh, yeah, Groot, Groot with, with all, all the guns, guns was awesome. Groot with all the guns. And, of course, the big Groot at the end, which, like, I love how they keep evolving him a little bit. Because now what we realize is the Groot we saw in guardians one was an older Groot, i guess and like he was a little thinner and older and like whatever he just had a different body shape but this Groot at his like i don't know i guess this is like prime Beefy age Groot. Groot. he's like this huge <laughs> thing i love it he's okay yeah i mean uh, in comics Groot went through several different variations as well you know just depending on the the artist and sure yeah, depending yeah. on the arc so like i think when we first saw or when Groot first appeared uh, in comics, he was giant and, you know, like the thing from Planet X or whatever they called him. Like mm. he was, he was huge, like, like we saw in here, but then most of the time he's been a lot thinner uh, or, you know, baby Groot, depending. Yeah. But I, I agree with you, Ashley, that um, the, this movie feels better than the second one. The second one felt so heavily. Peter Quill, Peter Quill, Peter Quill focused. Yeah, that's true. And it felt like this one, like, while yes, it was a big story about Rocket, like, let's all come together to save Rocket, everyone still had their own growth moments and mm-hmm. their own uh, their own um, time to shine. Yeah. Like, Mantis actually got to do things, and like- Yeah, yeah she did. If she had been there for the Aboleth in the beginning of the first one- Right, it would have been nothing. <laughs> well, then the Abolith, right? I love her leaving and taking her three Abolith with her. It's so good. Oh, I need that. So, what movie. do you guys uh, think about how everybody just abruptly left? They're like, "We're done this, and now we're leaving within five minutes." <laughs> it was no. a little weird. Now nah, we're done. Was it? It was really just two of them, right? Quill and yeah, Quill and Mantis really the only Gamora ones that left. left. Well, Gamora well, it wasn't with. Gamora them. was gonna go back to the Ravagers. Yeah, anyway. she just went home. So it was really just two of them. And it, I mean, it's coincidental that they both decided at like the same time. But I think like it was tied in enough that it didn't seem out of place. Um, but I, I'm interested to see why they left Peter Quill on Earth and they ended the movie with Star Lord will return. The legendary, Star the Lord. legendary Star. Yeah. So like, what does that mean? Is that Peter Quill? Yeah, right? Mm. I think is so. it a title? Is it a title that gets passed on? Is he going to get his own movie? Like, what, what are we... I even... took that... But when I first oh. saw that, I thought, he's getting a solo movie. But, That's what I thought. But then, it could be... I mean, sometimes they say, Spider-Man will return, and he ends up being, like, Civil War. Or what? Well, that's the first one, but whatever, you know. <laughs> uh, they, they, they have him come back in something else. But I could totally see them announcing a legendary Star-Lord movie. Like, the legendary Star-Lord. Well, we know Star-Lord. that... Zoe Saldana and uh, Drax, this is his real name, Dave, Dave Batista. Batista, have retired from Marvel until oh, they threw them right. millions of dollars. 
for now, have yeah. retired. So those two are gone. And we saw what the new Guardians team looks like, which was an adorable cutscene. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm okay with that new Guardians. It's a TV show, not a movie. <laughs> I want that. I want that old Guardians team, though, like the one with Sakar and like the team that Gamora was on. I want to see that mm-hmm. that team. No more Gamora. It was neat that we got a lot more of them this this movie. I didn't expect them at all. I really wasn't expecting. I thought that was going to be yeah. like a one off thing they did in the second one. When he showed up, I cheered. I loved it. The Sakar showed up. Mm. When Sakar showed up, and like Stallone just got to walk around saying weird terms that don't. Don't actually make any sense because it was like it's all space things. He was, I he was mm-hmm. great in this. He was just tripping over all of them. I was like, no, it's perfect. It's it's exactly this is this is perfect. Yeah, that was great. It's so great. And then when that uh, like something happened to where everybody laughed, and the uh, the one that does the hand signs uh, to make like mm-hmm. sparkly images, she did an emoji. Yeah, it was just like the crying laughing emoji. Yeah, that was great. Great. That was awesome. Oh, did you guys notice? Did you guys notice when they were being boarded by the Ravagers, the portals that opened yes. were <gasps> like sling ring portals. I go, look, Dr. Strange, guys. It was the guy with no mouth was a yeah. Uh, yeah. Mis- master of the mystic arts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there were a bunch of those sling ring portals. Yeah, but they weren't exactly sl- I mean, they, maybe they were sling ring portals, but like if they had been sling ring portals, it seems like he could have opened them from anywhere, you know what I mean? Brought them from other ships, but they all pulled up to the ship and it's like he yeah. used them as docking rings. Like It was like he was making the wall in, like a hole in the wall instead of it being like an actual sling ring portal. Um, yeah. But that was, so, it. So it was interesting. Like, my thought is maybe the the technology that Doctor Sh- or the the technology that they're using is similar to what Doctor Strange yeah. and the the Masters of the Mystic Arts do, but like they just control it as far as like distance. Differently, they can do it. Yeah, they can do it differently. If the if it's on the ship, it's like oh, it's the same kind of thing, but you know <laughs> we only really get like five feet. Yeah, but they I can do a bunch of them at a time. If he had a ring on or not. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, gotta go watch it again. Oh, See if I no. spot a sling ring. So our IMAX didn't work. And <sighs> it was off. Like our movie was supposed to start at three. And then it was like three ten. And I, I yelled out loud. I was like, anyone who was here doing the Ant Man thing, I let that go, but we'll burn this place down if you're ready to. Uh, <laughs> this is go again. So they started it. They were like, oh, we didn't know it wasn't working. And they started it at like 3.15. No no mm. previews or anything. Just right into the movie. Oh, nice. So. That's nice. Was there any cool previews? <laughs> yeah. The Marvels. I guess the guy uh, who was handing out, like scanning tickets, was not doing a good job of handing out uh, 3D glasses. To be honest, I had forgotten I bought a ticket for a 3D movie. Oh, you did 3D? Because uh. I, just, I just wanted to go to the earliest one possible. So I went to the 3 o'clock, didn't even look at what it was. So I walked in and like just went into the theater. And then when they said, now put on your 3D glasses, uh, me and like 17 other people got up to go get our 3D glasses because like no oh, one no. knew, no one was paying attention, I guess. And like the guy at the desk wasn't handing them to people when he saw they were going to a 3D movie. So like, yeah, it was, it was just funny that so many people missed their 3D glasses. I've never seen that before. <laughs> That's unfortunate. It's always something. Mm-hmm. It's always something with those people. That hallway yes. scene, though. <gasps> My favorite part. Yeah. That hallway oh. scene was so great. Yep. It was a was a one-er, right? 
Yeah. It looks like one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's got. Splices. I mean, it was. It's entirely just green screen. But yeah, it was a wonder. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that took a long time to render. Yeah. It was yeah. badass. Um, all of the camera movements mixed with the whatever they're doing. It was really, really beautiful. They were beautiful. The, I, I freaking loved it. That like everybody got to have their own badass moment in it. Like, we got to see Drax being a badass rather than just comic relief. Mm-hmm. Like, we understand why he's called the Destroyer, because he's brutally freaking strong, Excuse ripping me. shit out of those he's things. He's the dad. Yeah, he is. He is. Well, that's, that's another great thing, is that we saw, like, the three facets, three different sides of Drax in this one, where, like, previously it had just been, he's comic relief, and that's it. Or he's comic relief and like sometimes he's strong, but mostly he's just there to be the wharf character that like he's really strong. I wouldn't mess with him, and then he just gets blasted. Well, him speaking of blasted, I thought he was dead when they blasted oh, yeah. him mm-hmm. in the front and the back, and I was like, and "Oh my back. god, here we go, yeah. here we go." I was he's about to be. Die. I thought Adam Warlock killed Fillion. everybody when he came in within the first fifteen. Uh, yes, I was like, please right. don't make me hate Nathan Fillion. But if you kill Drax, I'm never going to be able to forgive you. Yeah. You did it with your own face. Yeah, with your face. You did it with with his face out. Put put out put on some CGI, buddy. Come on. Uh, yeah, God, if you're going to do that, put CGI on. Like the last movie. Like the last. <laughs> be the blue guy if you're going to kill everybody. I want to. I don't want to hate your face. I love my husband, but I would marry Nathan Fillion tomorrow. <laughs> now. Yeah, man, me too. Me too. But yeah, I love that I love that we got to see badass Drax, mm-hmm. comedic Drax, and then Dad Drax. Yeah. Dad and Drax. and him being smart. And him being competent at mm-hmm. something. Let me tell you, that scene with Mantis when she's like, You are dumb. Oh, Forget. and he's like, I don't think I like this defense. Yeah. When she <laughs> no, says when he forget. was like really <sighs> upset that she said, like, he was, she's like, no, you're dumb. Forget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, I was, thank God, I, oh. thank God we got in thanks to my amazing strength. <laughs> yeah. That, that part, uh, you know, because earlier in the movie, she says, you don't, you don't use that on your friends. I don't use it on your friends. I don't use it on my but friends. But you have to lie to your friends sometimes. It's the nice thing to do. Yep. Everybody's been in the position. That's why these movies are so real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> They're mm-hmm. so visceral. I agree. I agree. Uh, I keep thinking about that little bunny whose fucking mouth was covered. Yeah, floor. Poor floor. Floor. When, when all of his friends were killed, because in the comics, I'm pretty sure that Lila's his little girlfriend, which was Lara, mm-hmm. Lara, uh, Laura Barton. Yeah, Lara Barton. Hmm. <laughs> is her name Laura in real life? Uh, Linda, Linda Cardellini. <laughs> Linda yeah. Cardellini. Great job, by the way. Mama Barton. That scene. Mm-hmm. That was. Is that the heaviest thing that we've like really had to endure, or is that just me? Like Rocket having his friend die in his hands, and then turning around and all the rest of this little bunny and Laura's friends. Are oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When it looked like they had just missed him. But they weren't shooting him. They were shooting his friends. Oh, killed everybody. It's terrible. It just hurt. It, it really might so be much. the roughest thing we've ever seen in the MCU. That's. I was like, am I just being naive, or is I that don't think so? And then we see an entire really planet of very kind people that seem like you know really normal and kind. The oh, entire planet people? explodes. Like counter Earth. Yeah. 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 Oof. Uh, how about we <sighs> hit these? Uh, we have a few feedbacks. Y'all ready for them? 
I think Hit me. so. Okay. <laughs> so I think I'm okay. Spark Sam says at Panda TV, uh, you all hear that theaters would have different versions of the film with little changes. Uh, I think that's true. Um, so there was a thing going around saying there were like 300 different versions of this movie. But from what, what? I understand, uh, from what I understand, it's just that they're, I didn't, I, I don't know. I didn't read the, I didn't read the articles. I, but I, from what I read, I read like the first paragraph and, uh, it was talking about aspect ratio differences for all the different kinds oh. of formats. I don't know if there's oh. changes in the actual movie. Um, if there are, it's like, kind of neat. It's filmed for IMAX, but I guess if you watch it in peasant view, I mean peasant standard. View. <laughs> <laughs> like all all the different theaters have different uh, aspect ratios, different type of media, and different type of audio. So like, there's there's a lot of different versions for that, and apparently he did like a different version for every one of those somehow. Um, so I think that's what they're talking Weird. about. But I I. I didn't read the articles deeply, so it's possible there's some changes in some of them. I don't know. That sounds clickbaity. Yeah, it is. It definitely was. <laughs> uh, but, you know, back in the day, Clue. You remember that movie Clue? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they, Tim Curry. They did uh, different versions of the ending My boy, with a different killer in each version. So, like, you could go to the movie eight times at different theaters and see different versions of the movie. Huh. Oh, that's when they were doing... Sh- stuff in the 80s yeah it's kind of neat um so you know maybe 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 there's some like different jokes and stuff they threw out there in like different versions that'd be kind of neat i don't know it is the multiverse saga after all so you know it works hey i get anything (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i just spotted one in the in the chat said thoughts on cosmo i loved how much she was in I this. I love the Cosmo, the Russian. She sounds she's, like Anna Konnikova or my favorite ice skater. She is good dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Craglin, take it back. Craglin, love... you take back your bad dog. <laughs> oh, I loved how much she just would not let that go. Like, she brought up, like, and they sent me up in the rocket knowing full well I could not go back, but they never said I was bad dog. It's <laughs> not the bad dog. <laughs> Yeah. That was so funny. <laughs> and then I loved at the end how Mantis was able to use her power to go over and like encourage her to be a strong dog. She's oh, like, I love it. So yeah. strong and powerful. Somebody put in the thing, cry, what's your cry count? My cry, cry count started at the beginning and was the entire time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's probably one was your cry count. It just never stopped. Spark Sam also says the difference was that they were trying to harm them, and they were, weren't were stopping. High Evolutionary was defeated, and they didn't want to kill him in cold blood. Um, yeah, but I, I, I disagree with that. I would have slit that. his throat. Yeah, I would have killed him. <laughs> um, he, he just murdered a planet, and has. it's not like they, they didn't even like, take him into custody, or like... Uh, He's dead, though. We hope... We hope I could absolutely see him bringing him back in some other Marvel property because he like he's a high evolutionary. He has all that technology. He uses his whatever to get out of there. That face wasn't even wow. his face. That was just a mask. That's what his face has looked like for a long time. So I don't think Good. he was dying. He deserved it. Yeah, he looked like Red Skull. I wish that rocket would have popped an eye out. Yeah, he, I, he did. You saw like his Got right it. eye was his like eyelid. 
bulging out, didn't well, have an eye. Watching that, I was like, get him, get him, get him, Rocket Rip his goddamn face you know, off. Should, you know what would have been <laughs> fitting for him? They should have thrown him in that little chamber and set his set his thing to just like keep uh, making him go through that painful process of evolution until the ship blew up. When he became a Ninja Turtle? <laughs> oh, yeah. when he put the turtle in, I go, if this thing becomes a Ninja Turtle, fall the Ninja Turtles. I was well, like, he started, I'm down. He started getting real mad, and I was like, is he going to... Are they going for Ninja Turtle here? Is that what's happening? <laughs> and then when he doubled down and put like all those animals into the thing, the next time I know it, it worked out, quote, quote, unquote. Oh, yeah. Hard to watch. Yeah. <gasps> it still looks incredibly he's painful. Like, you, you thought you were going to come with us? Oh, my God. Uh. That, it was. And how, like, this movie is very heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. The high evolutionary seemed like he was drunk, screaming at him. How did? How did you know? He kept grabbing his little face. Mm. Oh yeah, when he was every time he grabbed Rocket's little face, I turned to Ken and I go, "I can't fucking wait until he dies." <laughs> and then I didn't get to really see it. Like I said it like five times. I was like, "I can't wait until he dies." Yeah, yeah. I wanted it to be Rocket, but getting to see what Rocket did to his face. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like Hannibal. Yeah. It was just the putting your, your hands on someone like that when you're so much bigger in such a, like, not even a familiar way. Like it, it's like, like they're your property. Ugh. And like he, he legit thought that rocket was his property. Like, Ugh, just it, it was it was very unsettling and uh, I hated him. Quite improper, sir. Mm. Quite improper. Yeah, quite improper. He got what was coming to him. <laughs> oh, but what about Dad Rocket with all the little bitty raccoons all over him? That's so cute. Well, I was like, is he only going to save the raccoons? Yeah. He, there's yeah. he has to get everybody out. Yeah. And he did. And he did. He, and did. he did. When he turned and saw all of the other animals, and that tear ran down his face. I was oh like, oh my God, Jeff, stop bringing this. <laughs> stop. <laughs> <you> stop. <laughs> okay, so, uh, one thing about uh, High Evolutionary, you were talking about him him be seeming drunk. He did seem drunk, and he also seemed incredibly jealous of Rocket. It's like he didn't mm-hmm. like that there was Smarter. this thing that he his creation could figure out that he couldn't. It was like somehow yeah. his creation had uh, honestly like. And there's a big moment toward the end where he's throwing him around and like, you thought you could be something different than I wanted you to be. You thought, throw it up against the wall and stuff. I actually got like real like abusive parent vibes where like, yeah, um, you know, parents think they can have the child be who they want them to be and they're real oppressive. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this is the life I set out for you. Yeah. How dare you think you can do something How else? How dare you be something that I don't approve of? How dare you choose a career, choose a, you know, a partner, choose a whatever that that I don't approve of, you know, and it's like it's Yeah. I definitely saw that parallel there. Uh oh, Dada948 in the chat says, "To add to small complaints, one, High Evolutionary was a very weak villain, and two, Adam Warlock was pretty weak." I, you know, the Adam Warlock thing kind of kind of resonates with me. I was a little annoyed by Adam Warlock just kind of showing up to push the plot along. Hmm. Like, in the beginning, you know, Rocket's walking around, like, we get the establishing shot of, like, 
what nowhere is now. He, he hurt him pretty bad. And yeah. then Adam Warlock shows up and is like, all right, here's how we kick off the plot. Adam Warlock does a bad thing. He then- upset me more than anything. Like, I was in tears because of what Adam Warlock was doing in the beginning. I thought we were going to lose Rocket. I thought we were going to lose Drax. Yeah. He, he he almost God, killed when, Nebula. When Mantis and Mantis's arm, just arm. Got shattered. It was, I was uh, like, is this what uh, we're doing? We're going to kill everybody within the first five here? minutes. Mm-hmm. Yep. But then when it was, when I realized, oh no, he's a doofus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was totally fine with it. <laughs> yeah. And I knew that somehow he was going to bring him, like he was going to be a help. Uh, right. Oh yeah, somewhere. for sure. For sure. We, I figure, I feel like we knew that from before we even saw trailers for this. Um, I did not think Adam Warlock seemed weak. I thought he seemed like a real threat. Uh, now I, I don't know him in comics and I know he's supposed to be one of the more powerful beings in comics, right? Like he's really, really up there in the power level rankings. Yeah. Well that, that gem in his head is uh, it's like, in comics. Uh, is a soul stone. Gotcha. It's one of the infinity. Stone, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, well, but that's not what we're doing. Yeah, here. that's not what we're doing here. And I, even still, like him using the powers at the beginning to fight the Guardians, he's definitely on a higher level of power than any of the Guardians. Yeah. Yeah. If Gamora was there, he might have had it like a bit of a, a a fight. But all of them alone without her, it's nothing against him. Well, like Drax and he were able to go toe to toe, like it was physically. A good fight. You know, yeah, it was with- a good fight. With you know, uh, punchy punchiness, but then For when he started moment. using when he started using his blaster hands, and they had that like that almost like Man of Steel moment where he, like blasters are going, it's the laser eyes, and like oh he's got to break his neck to he's got to kill him to stop him from killing everybody around him, and then no he just lasers everything, like oh this guy's really strong and scary. Mm-hmm. Thank God he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Hot dummy. I call them tropical fish. So pretty to look at. So goddamn dumb. <laughs> yep. Yep. I really uh, <laughs> wanted a little more from Adam Warlock for sure. I, I did too. I thought that the, like, they, there was a little moment of him when he's just doing what he's told. You know, he's just been doing what he's told. And then he kills that guy. And then that little, uh, little monster thing is sad. A little animal, and oh. he, and he's like, this thing is sad about what I just did, and I don't like that feeling at all. Like it was that I, I, much care. I love that moment. It how feel. I feel about it. Yeah, yeah. And then when Gamora was gonna slit its throat, he's like, wait, wait, wait. wait don't be rash. <laughs> don't be rash. Don't be rash. <laughs> don't be rash. <laughs> Such wasn't a gonna funny do it. way to say that. Yeah, I love it. it I don't know, so man. Great. This is Ravager Gamora. I don't know what she'll do. She's a yeah. loose cannon. I loved loose sword. I loved them smiling like when they were doing all the thing like she would smile at Quill and he would smile back and at the end she was like we had a lot of fun. Didn't yeah. We? yeah. So good. Girl, you have no idea. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> that that scene though, Matt, where <laughs> you said uh Adam Warlock was just doing what he was told. He didn't though. Right. Yeah. I well, I just feel like, like through the movie. Show him we mean business. And he just disintegrates If him. the two of you came to me and said, tell that person that we mean business, I would burn their face off. And you guys would be like, Ashley, that's not what we meant. And I'm like, well, you told me to tell him we mean business. You need to be more specific. Like, indeed, indeed. Just know. That reminds me of the happen. movie. That reminds me of the movie The Losers. Where uh, the the guy was like, 
If anything, that was a break his fingers nod. That wasn't a throw him off the roof nod. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right, let's run through a few of these last uh, things before we get off of here. Spark Sam also says, so High Evolutionary was on Earth before. Do we think he did anything else on Earth, or did he just get animals? I would, I would assume just picked up some penguins. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. I wonder if there's any yeah. e- evolution that was like caused by... Maybe that's where the duck-billed platypus comes from or something. Oh, that's 100% oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> he screwed up. He Can screwed up no and made dragons. the duck-billed platypus. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, he, he screwed up and made all of the animals that are in Australia. Yeah. And then was like, fuck, I gotta get out. He was definitely... <laughs> I mean, we <laughs> saw kangaroos. He was I definitely in Australia. I made a huge mistake. <laughs> yeah, I made a huge mistake. <laughs> Oh my gosh, guys! I gotta tell you this. I gotta tell you this kangaroo thing, and I, I, it's it's if you look it up, it's very weird. So kangaroo sad? No, but okay. it's weird. It's like alien. Uh, kangaroos are born, uh, you know, out of Joey's. the kangaroo parts, but they then they have to make it to the pouch. But they're like this big. They're like the size of a bean, and they're like they still look like an embryo almost. They're hairless little like monsters, and they look like little worms. And they like worm their way up the stomach of their mother, and then get into the pouch. It's really weird. You can find video of it online, and it is weird. That makes that makes me think of my favorite part of this from Mantis is when she walks into the room, and there's that really ugly creation. She's like, <laughs> ah! oh. I'm not screaming at you. I was screaming at the really scary thing behind you. And it's like, ah, oh, this is the way out. I fucking died. Yep. I'm sorry. It's so good. My language. That was so good. I, I love that you love this so much, Ash. I love it. I was screaming at the really scary thing behind you. You look really cool. Because re- you just got to feel bad for that thing. Because you know what his- that thing has gone through so much terrible, horrible trauma. Yeah. There wouldn't have been a raccoon well, and, a, and a kangaroo and a penguin and a one mushy thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing that, like, <laughs> broke me about this movie is they gave all these, like, broken, like, torn up creatures fairly, like, normal voices and normal personalities to where, like, you know, these are like basically monsters, like created by a mad scientist, but they have like these like very sweet personalities, most of them. Um, and it got me, man. It got me. Ugh. Like um, the yeah. fact that those those the, the friends, the four friends are in the cage and they're like <laughs> being mistreated and being torn up, but they're still so hopeful. It like it just got it got me, man. It got me. Yeah, and they, they kept like- on like we're gonna we're gonna join the perfect society soon. And yeah. then Rocket had to come back and be like, "We're not. They're, they're gonna we're not us. going. They're gonna kill us. We're not gonna. We're gonna. We're not gonna get to that society." A walrus. Who does that to a walrus? Teefs. Teefs. <laughs> I love how he was like. I've been thinking. They're like about what? And he's nothing in particular. I just thought that you know, since you guys are my friends, you'd like to know. <laughs> <sighs> but it's, it's like. The power of friendship, uh, I guess. Mm. Uh, can oh, we talk about Craglin? Oh, uh, when when the high evolutionary was uh, was getting onto Rocket, and he had just killed uh, Lila, you could hear Floor saying like Rocket, go run far now, Rocket, go far now, like trying to tell him to run away, mm. just trying to tell him to run. Yeah. Uh, mm. uh, it was heart wrenching. 
Yeah. And then they all died. All got killed. Jethan Jacob confirms that apparently it was only only aspect ratio changes with the 300 different versions they did. It was like the most versions ever sent out, but it was all just aspect ratio stuff, apparently, according to Jethan Jacob here. Okay. Um, Waterfall cool. Angel says, how does the understanding of Groot work? Since Gamora didn't understand him and then did by the end, did OG Gamora understand Groot right away? Uh, no. Yeah. No, well, I don't. Right I away. feel like it wasn't until Guardians Two where they started to yeah. show that she started to understand him a little bit. To to, yeah. to me, it's uh, it, This is how I've always taken it. It's you get to know Groot, and as you get to know him, and I think they, I think this may have been, even been said in some production or somebody said that like you get to where you can understand him sort of telep- tel- telepathically or something. So like when he says we are Groot, you hear the words, but like. I've always taken when he says we are Groot in the first one, that was us getting a sense of what he was saying. Like that's like us as an audience getting a he sense of what he was saying. In this one. Well, that's the thing. I love you guys. Diddy. And I think that is We understood. We are part of the family now. Like yeah. someone yeah. understanding Groot shows they're part of the family. And him saying I love you guys and us hearing him is us becoming we part heard of the family. It. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Oh gosh! I and Craglin seeing Yondu to teach, like at the last moment to yeah. figure out oh, how yeah. to use the whistle mm-hmm. to use the arrow. God, I loved it so much. <laughs> yeah, I did I too. Can't. I did too. Use I love this boy. movie. I know I've said I loved a lot of movies, but I'm going to tell you something. Since Multiverse of Madness, <laughs> I haven't loved a movie like I loved this one, and it's because it just was familiar it was home mm. it was the last and it, it felt like an ending and it was really hard to this this was harder almost like than endgame because this is it yeah like these are our people speaking of other uh properties or whatever other movies uh when they're they, they we know they've called for some sort of help and then a port. Then we see we saw this electricity shocking through the sky outside of the uh, uh, high evolutionary ship. I thought Thor was coming to help. I thought for a second like Thor was gonna like burst onto the scene and just do a, do I a was couple hoping, things. Yeah, but it, it's not his movie. I was. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I agree. But it would have been you know they were friends there for a minute. It would have been nice if he showed up. Uh, yeah. But nowhere coming through that tiny hexagon was pretty great. It was so oh God, cool. That was the so fact cool. that nowhere was moving. Oh my God, it was so cool. Yeah, it's so good. Well, the, the fact that it like it went through the jump and just like tore it open to, to fit the head through was so cool. And then like the, the like giant barrel, like the, <laughs> the rocket eye. Oh, that was so cool. That was so cool. It's beautiful. Mm. That was also the point of the movie where I was like, okay, the movie's over. Oh, hey, we have 35 more minutes to go. Yep. Nope. <laughs> Stretched on a little long there. And then I was like, oh, my God, more animals in cages. I can't do this. <laughs> I thought he was going to leave it. everybody and just take the little raccoons. I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You got to free them all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't do just the raccoons, that Rocket. guy. guy that Last feedback here. We have Oof, my dude says, "Great, great screen name." Uh, th- this whole trilogy is a trilogy is about broken people, and the last one is about literal broken animals and people. Yeah, God, the found family rocket with his rocket with his shirt off uh, throughout so much of it, where you see 
how his chest has been broken apart and like separated and filled in with the with the metal pieces like and just because like raccoons are you know they don't really have a chest to speak of so like in order for him to have that bipedal mode and be upright and have a chest like they broke him physically and spread him apart and put metal in there to like fill in the gaps it was ugh, it was ugh, watching it was them watch it and hearing nebulous say this is worse than anything that's been done to me oh, this is worse than what Thanos did yeah. to me yeah oof. oof he's just a little baby yeah <laughs> he's, just little, he's just a little baby raccoon and like it's the innocence in animals that gets yeah like yeah we for do sure. such horrible things yeah. Not we, as but we, as the people, just do such horrible things. And I know I'm like I'm not a vegetarian, and I'm so sorry that I'm not. But I can choose to not use cruelty, you know, animal like yeah. makeup products or this and that. You make sure it's cruelty free. Like it's hard. I I would love to be a vegetarian. Just can't do it. <laughs> mm. Just can't. Yeah. I just glanced at the chat and Dada948 said Vin Diesel only does franchises about family. <laughs> oh, it's all about family. <laughs> well, it's all about family. This is about found family for sure, but uh, it's about finding family and and broken people. And if you think about it, like all of these people have been like terribly abused, basically. Um, and so true. At least have gone through terrible trauma. Drax went through the trauma of losing his family. Mantis, it was, like, abused by ego all that time. Like, you know, it sort of enslaved, I guess, kept as a pet. Uh, we Rock- don't really know Groot. Yeah, we don't really know Groot. Groot, I feel like, was the only, like... Um- Groot was raised by these people. <laughs> well, this Groot, yeah, this Groot. Uh, but the original Groot uh, was kind of, like, the only one we we don't know anything about his backstory. Um, but, yeah, they've all gone through this horrible stuff. Uh, Quill has his bad sort of abusive childhood with Yondu um, and, and it's just like all it's all just th- going through that not having a support system not having a, a family that you can rely on and then finding the family that is meaningful to you so that's like kind of my actual life yeah which is why Guardians has always been my favorite like I know a lot of people didn't like Guardians too but I really did and I just feel like their presence in every other property that they got to guest star in, like Infinity War and Endgame, whatever, whoever we got to see and whoever we get to see going forward, the Guardians was this like precious moment in time where we all got to see the weirdness and the space and they really introduced us to a whole galactic and or intergalactic like mm-hmm. part of the MCU that people might not have accepted if it wasn't done this specific way with this specific characters by James Gunn. And I just feel yep. like it was such a gift and it, it it will always be. And it's so sad that this is maybe, you know, they said it's the last time we'll see, we'll see people love money that this is the <laughs> last time we'll see all these people on, on screen together. And I think it really was a beautiful send off an emotional one. They did good for the characters I don't know. It's it, it's well, the end of an error. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's the end of the entity that we have known as Guardians, Guardians of, the Galaxy. of the Galaxy. Because <clears throat> like the Guardians of the Galaxy entity that is made up of Peter, Drax, Gamora, Nebula, Rocket, and Groot. Like that is that's done, right? That's gone. Right. They've they've gone their separate ways. 
So, but now we've got the uh, the torch handed off to this new guardian set that is what whoever that little kid was, the Jub Jub kid, I Bob, um, and then and and Rocket and Adam Warlock and you know and gigantic Groot. <laughs> like we get this, the the torch has been handed off. Spark Sam in the comics says the new girl is Phyla. Hmm. Phyla, okay. Phyla. Okay. It's almost like when Sam Wilson became Captain America, right? I mean, they even they even had yeah. one of them say, Cap, Captain, on your left. Mm-hmm. And Rocket was like, hmm, word. And then they you know, <laughs> go off. So, like, it's like Rocket is the new Captain Cosmic or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> He's the, he's new, the new leader. He's the new leader of the yeah. Guardians, and I, I dig. It. I dig it. I think he's I'm a great cool choice. With that. When he when he walked into the uh, High Evolutionary ship and he decided to go fight the High Evolutionary or whatever, like that was him choosing to lead, and, and they all fell in line because they trust him and they're gonna protect him. And and you know, I think at that moment yep. that was really when he became the leader. It was the, everything else was just formalizing it. You know. Yeah. Mm. Well, and Quill told him, "You're uh, a better leader than I ever could have been." Mm. Man. I think Quill was a good leader. I'm going to miss them all so much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm really interested to see what they're going to do because they they've been saying they're done with Guardians or whatever. But like, yeah, they Guardians aren't done with them. Yeah, they're 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 all still here. I really expected to lose some tonight. I thought we'd be like crying. I kept. I didn't get as emotional in this movie, partially from my own expectations. I was emotional, but like. Not in the same way because I was kind of waiting for the big moment where I would really, where we were really going to lose somebody. You were and I was kind of like, emotions. I was kind of like, okay, this uh, this is all tough. This is all tough, but it's all leading to something huge. And honestly, it didn't get there. He broke in the me. same way. <laughs> I know. Yeah, he broke. Yeah, I, I get it. I've never broken, but I get it. And I was like, man, it's going to be me crying this entire time. I'm still crying, mm-hmm. and nobody else. But even like, we've just had such time, like Gamora. It is hard to deal with this version of Gamora because mm-hmm. I, when we did our females, like best, our favorite female cast, like Gamora has always been my favorite. She's so strong. She's so powerful. She's so great. And this is not that Gamora, but it kind of is. And you knew like, you know, she's like, this isn't me, baby girl. You would choose to do all these things and be yeah. with that guy. And you just got to give us some time. And then we got to see it happen. But then she also created this own life for herself. I don't know. It's all so sad. <laughs> I could just go on and on. We're going too long. <laughs> oh yeah, it's all good. We'll, we've, we'll, we'll keep talking about this movie over the next coming weeks as we get ready for Secret Invasion, which is just a few weeks away. Um, very exciting. I think uh, June, right? June something. I don't, June. I don't know what date, um, but we'll we'll be we'll be here for that soon. Um, Hopefully, there's no animal in, in it. Right. You know. Let's leave the animals out of it, please. Yeah. Um, this is enough. <laughs> Yes, indeed. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. We're going to uh, be back soon. Uh, uh, by the way, I, uh, since it's going to be a big cast and it's our it's our it's our uh, first first time having big content come out since we started the new show, we've got a new show on Stranded Panda called Multiverse News, and I wanted to mention it here. Uh, so please check out Multiverse News. Um, it's a weekly news show where we're just covering news from all around the multiverse of uh you know geeky and pop culture content so multiverse news everywhere you get podcasts anybody else have anything they want to plug 
If you like horror, you can find me at Bill and Ashley's Terror Theater, where we talk about all things horror. We break down movies from start to finish, how it's filmed, how it's done, how much blood was used. So if you're not into <laughs> horror, but like how, how movies are made, you can come hear all about it over at Bill and Ashley's Terror Theater. Yeah, it's a, it's a great <laughs> show. There were several points during this movie where I was like, is this a horror movie? Like, like a horror movie. movie. Yeah, there did were, they make this into a horror movie for a second? There were big moments like that. James, well, sure. James Gunn has done a couple horrors. Oh yeah, yeah, like he cut his teeth in horror, mm-hmm. right? Like Slither there. was a big one. Yeah, for sure. Starring Rooker and Fillion. Mm-hmm. Always love him. <sighs> also, please Patreon.com/slash/MCUcast. We just did our commentary tracks for Guardians One and Two, so you can watch along Guardians One and Two. I felt two like that us. lasted so long. <laughs> Commenta- <laughs> you have to tap me for one of these. I would love to. I would love to do it. We just keep doing them late is the problem, and I know you're always it's always hard to get on late. Um, but we were going to do commentaries. Uh, we're trying to trying to do commentaries on either episodes or movies that lead into the next thing. So, uh, we're doing those, but only for the patrons. So please go sign up on the Patreon. It really helps the show and keeps it moving. If you want to support the show, if you like the show and just want to show show us some love, uh, go to patreoncom slash cast. <laughs> I show up. It's going to be like riff tracks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I wish I wish we were that good. Oh, bring me home, baby. <laughs> Throw me in, coach. <laughs> Let's do Captain Marvel next. Get me in, coach. Yeah. Actually, Captain Marvel is a good one is the with next Secret one. Invasion coming up. I was thinking Absolutely. we might do the that backstory episode of WandaVision where they get into uh, Rambo's backstory a little bit. Yeah. Um, because that's going to tell like, all the stuff they say about like her problems with Captain Marvel and stuff. I thought that would be kind of fun to do a commentary about. Um, yeah. All right. Well, we'll be back soon, guys. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Hmm, what to do? Bye. <laughs> oh, you you could do the thing where that uh, Gamora and Nebula do, where they're just like. <clears throat> uh, what the hell was that? What was that? It was so good. It was. I thought it was Gamora. What was it? Like uh, Nebula always. Uh, Nebula has always done that to her, and that was Gamora mm. mocking her. Is how I took that. I thought it was great. Mm. Nebula's like, mm. and Gamora mm. like. Mm. It was so good. It was so good. All right, everybody. Matt, you start. Jeff, go next, and I'll do next. Do the grunts. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. And a special thanks to all of our subscribers at patreon.com slash mcucast. You make this show possible. And a huge shout-out to both, that's right, there's two of them now, Illuminati-tier patrons, Walter Kreisky III and Lieutenant Bongo. Thank you, guys. If you want to find all of our fine Stranded Panda podcasts, go to strandedpanda.com. And for a video version, check out youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you want to take part in our live streams, go to twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv. 